Well, good morning, America. This is the Daily Answer, and I'm your host, Mark. Sure glad you've turned, tuned in today. Uh, want to talk about, we've talked about different groups of people, what they need to hear. We want to talk about, I would say, young people, teenagers, adolescents, etc. Kind of like before you really are out on your own or married, but there's going to be a lot of similar applications. Um, it's very easy not to like a, not to like something that says, here's what you need to hear. But hopefully we're wise enough and smart enough to realize there's a lot of things I need to hear. And I will never reach a point in my life that I don't need to hear something. Book of Titus chapter 2, older men are told certain things. Here's what you need to hear. Older women are told certain things. Okay, e even when you're ages, aged, you still have things that you need to hear. I, I, could, I guess I could have entitled this talk what I wish I had heard when I was young, before I married. Um, and not only that, but things that I wish I had heard even before like I entered high school, I think it would have been very helpful. All right. Number one is that you're needed right now is that being 14, 15, 16, even 13, you're not given a pass on being responsible or having a job. There are things that you need to do, that there are obligations that you have. Uh, you can be helping your parents out, etc. But you're needed right now. You're like Joseph. And I guess what I would tell you is that particularly if you have the rare blessing of being born into a family, or like mom and dad are Christians, even like if the grandparents are Christians, wow. And so you've, you've, you've been in this world where you come every first day of the week as God commands Acts 20 verse seven, and you worship and you learn about God and you're equipped to serve. And, and so from an early age, you've got all these Bible, I don't even like the word stories because they're not once upon a time thing. They, Everything the creator said, here's what you really need. And I, and I preserved it for you. And it, it, it will make you, it will make your life a profitable life. And I'm not talking necessarily economic, but second Timothy chapter three, 16 and 17 talks about that, that the scriptures equip the man of God that he may be profitable for every good work. That sounds like a really good life. A, a life where you end it and you're going like, that was a good life. That was a well-lived life. I have no regrets. And so right now is the time to like nail everything down. And what I mean by that is get all the basics down. So, okay, do, do you really believe there's a God and why? Do you have that nailed down? You got your evidence, you got your arguments, etc. How about the Bible? The Bible's God's word, and the Bible is, has been transmitted accurately, and the Bible is a standard we're going to be judged by at the last day. You got that nailed down. You know, why should we listen to this 2,000-year-old-plus book? And how about this? Is Jesus the Son of God? Is he the Savior of the world? Or as Jesus himself said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Okay. Is that true? Was he raised from the dead? 
do you have that nailed down? Um, what do you do to be saved? I mean, what's the plan of salvation? What does a person do to have their sins forgiven and to become a Christian? And the church, what is the church? And what's its mission? And how is it supposed to worship? And how is it organized? And also, how does God teach us? How does God tell us that certain things are off limits and other things are allowable or other things are commanded? Um, Baba talks about not adding to or taking away from his word. Okay, how do we know when we've, we're coming close to that line? How, how do we know what would be an addition to his word? So do you have that down as far as well, how would you study the Bible? How would you interpret it? And how would you apply it? And how does God instruct us? How does that happen? You know, it's all the unresolved things that trip you up in life. That is the things you haven't settled in your own mind. That's what saps your strength and energy. All that unfinished business. It's not only that, but that's what causes you stress. So many people have this idea that a full plate of work is what causes you stress. And no, that that's not what causes you stress. What causes you stress is all the unfinished things that you started that you haven't finished yet. All the things that are piling up, all the things that are stacking up, all the things you have not addressed, all the things you have not figured out, all the things you haven't nailed down, those are the things that are gonna come back and haunt you in life. All the things you've avoided, all of the times that you put your head in the sand, all the things that you were unwilling to have a difficult conversation about, yeah. That's what takes people down. That's what takes marriages down. All the things that people hide in the dark and do not address. All right. So that would be one. You should, you should be able to tell people why you believe. I mean, Timothy definitely is not that old. And we, we kind of know that he joins Paul in Acts chapter 16, which means that he had been converted like maybe on the first journey. Okay, but by the time that Paul writes 1 Timothy years later, Timothy is still spoken of as a young man. Let no one despise your youth. And typically for the in the Roman world, that was like 40. You had to be, you know, 40 and below to be considered a young man. And so Timothy has to be like in his teens when he is baptized and when he starts preaching and traveling with the Apostle Paul. You might go back in history and see, like, when did when did a certain composer write his symphonies? And when did people do things? And when did people accomplish things? Well, you know, be careful with this idea, like, well, nothing, nothing's really going to be expected of me until I'm about 40. Well, there have been generations of people in their teens, their 20s, and their 30s that were required to do huge things. And, and be careful about thinking that life is not going to demand anything big of you at 18. Or you've got kind of, you got time to kind of coast a little bit until you're like 30, 35, 40. Um, life typically does not allow you to do that. So you need to be ready. 
can you give your friends your non-christian friends an answer for why you're a christian that is the reason for the hope that is in you first peter chapter 3 verse 15. not only that but are you seeking to get a bible study with them and could you teach it could you go through like a five a five lesson series on you know depending on where they're at there's a god here's the bible it's god's word here's god teaches us here's the difference between the old and the new testament and so here's why we're not under the old testament and here's the law of christ and and here's the reality that you're in sin and here's the consequences for that here's what to do to be saved and here's what repentance is and here's what confession is and here's what true bible baptism is and then the lord adds you to the church and then we'll talk about that and how the church is to function and how we're to worship and what's our mission what's our job and what we look forward to as a christian and i mean could you teach classes like that i mean you can find material put together on all of that but could you put together your own material and answer their questions you know, particularly when you're in high school, man, that's a time when kids are, and even college, but that's a time when you're going to run into a lot of young people that they're, they're trying to figure out who they are and what they believe. And when you're young like that, you're a little bit more plastic. And what I mean is that you're a little bit more moldable. You're not set in your ways. You tend to be maybe a little bit more open. And I think you need to realize that particularly if i'm in high school man i should at least have an influence or convert somebody there in those four years of high school whether it's public or private school or even if you know during the years of adolescence you're working a job somewhere are you inviting anyone in that job to come to services there are people that you have access to that other other people there at church don't have access to. And don't say like, well, it's somebody else's job to teach them. No. What about you? You know them. You have a relationship with them. It sounds like you might be one of the best people there to teach them. D is there any sort of sense of urgency for you to try to save the people around you, particularly when you see them? about ready to blow themselves up or when you, where you see them struggling uh, with either temptation, sin, guilt, depression, trying to keep their head on straight, fouling out relationships, having a, I mean, having a mom and dad that don't know how to make a marriage work or having parents that don't know how to handle finances and all of that. And, and I guess I'm saying to those of you who have two Christian parents, maybe you don't realize it, but man, be grateful for that. That puts you far ahead. That gives you a huge jump in life. And it also makes it where you don't have to go out and mess up your life. You don't have to go out and try to figure out like what's true or tr trial and error living and any of that. I mean, from an early age, you know what it's all about. From an early age, you know, well, what is reality? Is there a God or not? And what happens after this life? And right and wrong? And I mean, there's a number of kids your age that 
they haven't heard any of the accounts in the Bible. They don't, they don't even know who Noah is or the flood or the ark. They've never heard about that. And they have never seen a healthy marriage and they've never seen how husbands and wives should treat one another. And no one has, no one has given them any help as far as, well, here's how you, you know, keep yourself from just ruining your life. Here's how you keep your head on straight. Here's how you monitor yourself. Here's how you remain grateful. Here's how you count your blessings. Here's how you resist temptation. And they don't have a clue. And there you are right by them in class or flipping burgers next to them or whatever. Have some compassion. Be grateful for what you were given. And then I think if you're really grateful, you want to share it. Realize the blessings of your time. Your generation does not have it harder than all previous generations. All the generations before you did not mess up the world. Don't believe that. Don't buy that. Good way to remain angry the rest of your life. People did not mess up the world before you arrived. You've committed your own sins. And so in a sense, whatever mess is out there, you share some responsibility for that. But there's another story. And the other story is the people that sacrificed their lives so that the Bible could be in your language. The people who sacrificed their lives to translate the Bible. The people who made tremendous sacrifices so that there would be a faithful congregation in the town still functioning when you, when, uh, by the time you were born and when you had grown up. And that there would be someone there to teach you at least get you a good start in life. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know we hear, you probably know a number of people of your generation that just, oh, I'm never going to be able to afford a house and whoa, slow, 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 slow down. McDonald's is paying $20 an hour. When I started at a grocery store, it was $2 and 10 cents. Every generation has started out with not a whole lot. And the same principles lead to success in any generation, just diligence and hard work and, you know, make good decisions and don't blow yourself up and stay away from drugs and alcohol and don't get divorced and things like that. Go to work every day, you know, be responsible, be someone that people want to have around in the workplace. Those people have always, those, those type of people have always gotten ahead in any generation. And so the principles of having a good life have always been the same. The principles of a good marriage have always been the same. And the Bible contains those principles. And if you ignore them and your life turns out a mess, you only got yourself to blame. So you don't have it harder. In fact... You know, there have been under, I, I think about my dad's generation. What were they handed? No indoor plumbing, no electricity. A lot of women died in childbirth. A lot of kids died young. Hard work, a lot of hard work. Maybe a bath once a week. 
pretty lean times. A lot of parents died young. The Depression. And the Second World War. And Korea and Vietnam. And the Cold War. That's what they were handed. That's what's on your plate. So, yeah, be grateful for what you've been handed. You've been handed tremendous technology, great advances in medicine. People live longer. Things can be fixed now that could not be fixed 50 years ago. You have a lot of comforts. Cell phones, laptops. I mean, it's easier to research things. It's easier to put together sermon. It's either easier to put together class material. And so be very careful because when you're young, you really have no idea of what it was like before you and how hard it was. A lot of people sacrifice so you could live in a free country, so you could have the freedom to believe the truth and speak the truth to others. Make sure you don't ever take that freedom for granted. And there's no time to waste. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, redeem the time. There is going to be a point in your life when you look back, if you mature, if you mature, if you grow up, where you're going to say, man, I spent way too much time in the internet. And, and, and not like doing serious study, but too much time just browsing, too much time just surfing, aimless sort of thing. I spent way too much time on video games. I watched way too much television or cable or whatever you were doing, YouTube, etc. Just a whole lot of stuff that didn't even matter. And in the long run, had zero value. Yeah. But time is the most precious thing you have. And you can't buy it, no matter how much money you have. Bill Gates, you know, all, all these billionaires out there, they cannot even buy an extra day. Someone said, you know, like Warren Buffett, no, no, no one would trade places with Warren Buffett now because he's old. I mean, if you're young, but he got 20 bucks on you, you got 20 bucks to your name and you're young, but you're young. And that's, and, and the future's ahead of you and potential's ahead of you and you have time. And so use that time wisely. Don't prolong your childhood. The world will allow you to do that. The world will keep you a baby. You know, ask for jobs, ask for chores. If you're 12 years old out there, mom, dad, I need to learn how to do my own laundry. Mom, dad, I didn't need, I need to learn how to clean a toilet, my bathroom. I need the how to really clean my room properly and make a proper bed. And I need, I need to learn how to like check my finances online and make a budget and change the oil in the car and fix a broken dryer or a washing machine. And you got a lot, you got a lot. And don't view it as like an overwhelming burden, rather like, look at all these things I get to learn so I can be useful. So I, so I can be helpful. Man, continually ask questions. Dad, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? What's that tool for, Dad? How do you fix that, Dad or Mom? Accept responsibility. 
I mean, do you really want to turn out to be someone who's like 25 and doesn't know how to do anything except how to get on the internet and how to thumb through a phone, but you really don't know how to do much else. You know, you, you can order food through Grubhub, but you know, that's, that's the height of your skills. The more skills you have, the more you'll be in demand, but it's not just skills. The better attitude you have, the work ethic you have, the kindness on your tongue that you have, you will be in demand. Every employer out there is looking for someone that will show up on time, work when they're not there. That is when the boss isn't there. Pass a drug test, not steal, and treat the customer right. Man, you do that, you can write your ticket. We will continue this in another episode. But this is, you might say, the first installment. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers. <laughs>